You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we're at that point in the pandemic where we're kind of like looking at the beginning and then we looked at the middle and then we're looking at the tail end. So we've got articles coming out. Home buyers in Seattle area will have challenges and opportunities post COVID-19. We're going to talk about those today. What's the housing market look like after the pandemic is determined to be no longer a pandemic? When's that going to be? I don't know. Within the next year sometime, maybe? Don't know. Get enough people vaccinated. Maybe we're, oh, okay, even though we've got the global pandemic, let's let's call it good because we think our people have had enough of COVID-19 for a lifetime. So well, that's what we're going to check out today. Before we do... If you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. Let's get into it. Thanks so much for sending me all the articles. I look at every single one. Let's keep going. Buyers in the market to purchase real estate may hope that real estate prices will be cheaper and easier after the COVID-19 pandemic has subsided. But many consumers should not expect to see lower prices, according to a forecast by a prominent online real estate firm. Officials at Redfin, so this is Redfin. Officials at Redfin said, however, that the rise in prices won't be as fast as in previous years. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think for the next year, you're going to have some massive appreciation unless interest rates bump up, which I don't think they're going to go that hard enough to rock the market. But I think you're going to see some pretty high prices here this next year, just because you've got no supply and you've got no supply coming into the marketplace. People talk about, oh, there's new construction and stuff coming online. It's not going to come online fast enough to outstrip the buyer demand. And this is truly just a, a supply demand issue, right? A couple of factors will cause home value growth to slow down, said Daryl uh, Fairweather, the company's chief economist. I expect mortgage rates to be higher, which will make buying a home more expensive. Agreed. I expect mortgage rates to be higher as well. But I don't think they're going to go high enough to really offset the buyers that are out there who want homes. And we, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's so difficult right now to for buyers to buy a home, especially first time home buyers, they're competing against investors with cash a lot of times. And it's just it's not a fair fight. It's like one guy bring in a small rock and a slingshot, the whole David Goliath story, and the other guy just bring in an AK or an Uzi, you know, to the fight. It's just, you know, it's so one sided. According to Redfin, the median price of a home in King County is currently about $687,000. Although that amount is not on the affordable end of the scale, really, <laughs> the real estate company said it should be somewhat easier for buyers to find property. Maybe, maybe. I think it's going to be it's going to be well after 2021 before you start to see more inventory in the market and be much easier, significantly easier. I also expect it to be slightly more homes for sale, Fairweather said. I agree. I think you're going to have fewer people panicking about hunkering down during COVID um, in their home. They're going to have less time on the computer. They're going to be doing some more commuting because guess what? We're going back to the office. We know that lots of big companies are like, oh, okay, it's, it's time to get back. Got to get the whole synergy thing going. Um, the pandemic has made a lot of people scared really to have an open house. Let strangers into their home or worry about moving during a pandemic. Okay. This is an economist talking. Here's owner of a real estate brokerage. Here's owner of an appraisal company. The thing is with sellers right now, they're getting greedy. They are looking at what they can sell their home for. And they're like, 
If this isn't a time to sell the home, I don't know when is. The problem is, where do they go once they've sold their home? That's a huge issue. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I, I can't afford that. So you can't have a huge home price sale and then a cheap home price buy, right? You got to take it both ways. And so that's what people are, are kind of looking around going, okay, people retiring, this is an excellent time to hit that exit stage left button. I'm out of here, right? Because you're going to make some good money. And if you can uh, retire and move somewhere else, take all that equity, buy a house for cash, live like a king, whatever that is, experts or a queen, sorry, don't want to be biased there. Sexist, I guess is the word. Can't have that. Experts say the coronavirus crisis will likely usher in permanent changes to what Seattle suburbs look like, given that many workers may choose to continue working from home at least part of the time. The things we're talking about here go for just about every market in the United States, just housing wise. You, different cities are going to have different economic makeups, but the, the trends we're talking about here, they're about the same. Um, permanent changes in what the suburbs look like. Yep, agreed. And part of that is because the urban areas got hit so hard during the coronavirus. And I've talked about that. If you wanted a buy opportunity last March or April or May, you would buy, you would have bought one of the studios or one bedrooms. And we're going to talk more about that here in just a sec. Um, why would you buy a condo during the pandemic? Yeah. So I expect businesses to move out to the suburbs to follow their customers, Fairweather said. We'll see more lunch spots open up, more coffee shops, more bars, more happy hour places in the suburbs, and suburbs will start to feel a little bit more like cities. All right, there is that component. But then you've got that other shift happening right now of people going back to the to the um, urban centers. You're going to see more places open up there because that demand is, is going to come back, right? Those businesses that have been struggling, you've got the Mariners now playing, you got baseball going, those businesses have been given a lifeline that were on the ropes because they lasted a year without having any of this stuff go on. And when you're a business in a downtown area that depends upon big stadiums holding big events, think about that. A lot of times when those businesses are open during the day, you can go by and then go in there and there's nobody there. You go there, you know, an hour before a major rock concert, which is my thing. I'm not a big sporting guy. Don't really care about sports. Enjoy going to them, but you know, I just not really. So ever since we lost the Seattle Supersonics here in Seattle, I've kind of been a two thumbs down on professional sports. That's just me. So even though home prices are not expected to drop, there is some good news for those who are able to snag properties during the pandemic. So when the pandemic ends, I think that home value growth will be a bit slower. And I hope that is true because we have got a real estate market that is going at such a fast clip. It is unsustainable. And how many more times am I going to say that? Probably a bunch. It's unsustainable. And so it's, it needs to slow down. Redfin officials said they expect more homes to go on the market. Good luck with that. Maybe... I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. But guess what? You've got so much buyer demand out there. I think it outstrips whatever comes in the market. That's just me. It's just me as real estate professional with a side hustle, right? But we'll still probably have a, a lack of inventory, Fairweather said. It won't be as much inventory as we saw a couple of years ago. Agreed, 100%. Inventory has just been stripped. Condo prices that have taken a beating during the pandemic will see a resurgence, according to Redfin. Hmm, where have I heard that before? I don't know. Some goofy dude uh, with a uh, real estate guy with a podcast. He doesn't really talk about real estate stuff. Some guy said 
to buy a studio or a one bedroom in the downtown urban core and you'll make some money. Some guys, I wish I could remember who said that. I don't know. That's what's happening. Let me read that again. Condo prices that have taken a beating during the pandemic will see a resurgence. Had a lot of comments here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast saying, Sean, you're crazy. Major media. Granted, it's Redfin. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, that that was kind of a no brainer, right? I think that a lot of people are going to start look at condos as a great alternative to a starter home. Fairweather said and condos will be more attractive because they have certain amenities that more people will want to enjoy. Yep. Like shared pool or shared gym, which people have shied away from during the pandemic. They haven't shied away from it. They haven't been open. All those amenities, your local bar down the street, not open, your restaurant that you could walk to not open, nothing's open major sporting events that you could walk to from your condo, not open. There's nothing open. So why would you live in a small contained space with a bunch of other people going, God, I hope I don't get the Rona. Ugh, this isn't good. Do I touch the button on the elevator going? Ah, no, in your own single family home, you don't have to do that. So that's why we had such a rush towards single family homes. And now you've got that tide coming back in, right? It went out. Now it's coming back in. Also, people who have either given up or decided not to purchase a home will start paying more um, once the effects of COVID-19 have eased. All right, maybe. You're going to have to have a pretty major slowdown or shift. And um, I hear a lot about people giving up, but those are people that really want a home. And what happens is, and what we've seen happen is that they... They'll go through these phases where they make two or three offers right off the bat and then they get frustrated because they realize, man, I am not even close. So if they've got a real good real estate broker, they will readjust their pricing. Maybe they were looking at 450. Maybe they can afford 500. Maybe they were looking at 450 to 500 and then they were realizing, oh my gosh, these things are escalating up to 550, 600. I need to start at 400 so I can escalate up to 500. That's legit what they're doing. And I know these numbers sound crazy to a lot of you, but these numbers are nothing. The numbers that we talk about on the daily are, it was listed for a million, it's selling for a million three. It was listed for a million five, it's selling for a million nine. Those are the numbers that are unsustainable. Those are the crazy numbers. Um, and I don't even like to talk about those because those are, that's a bad situation in the making, right? I mean, it's, we're, we're overpaying for stuff, let's be honest, because there's such exuberance. And I'm a real estate guy, I'm supposed to tell you, this is an amazing opportunity to get once in a lifetime interest rates, which it is. However, caveat emptor, buyer beware, right? I mean, bottom line here. So during the pandemic, there has been a real imbalance where home prices have just shot up and rents have fallen in a lot of cities like Seattle, Fairweather said. After the pandemic, I think it's going to even out a bit more. A lot of people are going to decide to keep renting because it's going to be more affordable than buying, buying, and that will cause rents to increase a bit. See, we're always talking a little bit. We're not talking a ton here. And the little bit, like home prices will slow down a bit, not much. Because I think you'll have fewer people just absolutely focused on their whole housing component. It'll kind of go back to a little bit more normal, whatever that is. Sellers will feel like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay with putting my house in the market because I'm going to make bank on this sale. That's what they're, that's what they're thinking about. That's what they're talking about. And they're also less likely to have, um, if, if you're, you know, older, 
you're going to have less concern. Maybe you've got the vaccination. Maybe you've got, you know, maybe you're able to move out of the home and you're able to kind of figure out all the dynamics of, all right, I don't want to have people going through my house that are, they're going to get, you know, infected with the Rona. We don't want that. So I think we've had enough time with a year living with COVID-19 that people are able to kind of mentally have some workarounds to what's going on. And they've kind of sunk into the situation of, all right, this is what we're doing. We're living with this thing. It's not going to affect us. We're going to figure out workarounds to to put our house in the market. I think you are going to see slightly more inventory, that component, but not a ton. Because, man, if you haven't sold your house during this year-long run, you've either got a house that needs work that you're working on, you're doing something, timing's not right. Maybe you can't find something else. You can't replace it with something. Do you want to rent for the rest of your life? Yeah, depends how much equity you're taking out of your home. Did you buy your home 20 years ago? Maybe you're making a million bucks in equity. I mean, that's a Seattle thing to have happen. That is not uncommon. It's not crazy because then, you know, in 20 years, you've paid that mortgage down. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't refinance it to pay off a massive divorce. Maybe that didn't happen to you. Hopefully not. That's not a fun situation either. But we've got a lot of dynamics going on that are, they're kind of this return to normalcy, whatever that is. But we've got interest rates that the Fed is committed to keeping low. Will those stay low? Yes, a bit. They're going to be a bit higher, right? Probably through 2021. So you're going to have a bit lower buyer demand because people aren't freaking out. Oh my gosh, if I have to if I have to stay at home and work with all these other people in my house, my kids, my dogs, my wife, I need a bigger house. They're not going to be quite so focused on that because they've, you know, they've, they've got the option maybe to go back to the office. And at first they thought it was the, just the coolest thing to, to work remotely from home. I, while, while I'm working at home, I get to do laundry. I, I, you know, all those projects. Now people are like, I want out of here. I want to go back to the office. I want to go out on my lunch hour and not go to the same darn place I've been going. Because in the burbs where you probably live, your options are limited. I live in Bellevue, our options are limited. Let's be honest, it's vanilla. Life in the suburbs is vanilla. It, and that's why we like it because it's quiet. And it's vanilla. You don't have all the craziness of the urban environments. But the urban environments, restaurant shops for days, bars after work for days. That's the whole point of downtown. So all those people that were freaked out, I got to buy a house. Now they're going back to work a couple of days a week. All right. They're getting their fix of lunchtime, you know, delicacies for, for lunch, whatever it is that makes them happy. And so you've had this, this full circle within a year of, oh, and we're never going back to the office again. Offices decimated. Now you're seeing stories about, oh, Amazon is sucking up even more office space in Seattle. That's the storyline. We've come full circle, not full circle, I'd say 80%. And whenever I make up numbers like that, let it be known that it is not based on the facts or the science, the data or the science. I'm just, I'm just thinking up something in my head and giving it to you. And at least I'm honest about it, right? I mean, transparency is everything. I mean, that's what we're told. And yet it doesn't, it seems like nobody's really all that transparent. It's like, what? What are you talking about? I can kind of see right through what you're saying. And it's not transparent. Crazy stuff. So I do agree with some of this. Yes, there will be opportunities. 100% agreed. That that's that was kind of a no uh, no brainer on 
you know, prediction wise. Um, but will there be more opportunity as far as buyers getting into the marketplace? I think it's still going to be a battle. I think 2021 is still going to be a battle. We've basically got in most real estate markets, whatever market you're in, you're probably seeing the same thing. It might not be as bad as Seattle, but Seattle, like a lot of West Coast cities, it went into the pandemic with very minimal inventory. We just didn't have much. And then when you put the pandemic on top of it, all right, you're taking out all that supply. All those people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want strangers coming through my home. All that supply got taken out, just never wasn't replenishing, hasn't been replenishing throughout the, the last year since last March. And then you want to, you know, squirt a little bit more fire starter on the fire, drop those interest rates because the market needs low interest rates to encourage business growth, to encourage the economy. Because when you have higher interest rates, borrowing's more expensive, cost of money more expensive. Hence, business doesn't go down quite as easy, right? It's just not as it, you're not going to make as much money. So that's something the Fed is committed to doing is keeping low interest rates. And that's where we are. And those were literally, you know, the double whammy to residential real estate. And so normally, when you'd have a, you know, a situation like this, the market would be just crickets, just nobody be doing anything. But because of the, the particular dynamics of, of um, you know, the Coronavirus, you got to stay at home, hunker down in place 15 days to was it flattened the curve in 15 days turned into a year plus? Uh, weird. And then we had some bumpy stuff in between. Ah, oh, we're open. Ah, oh, we're closed. Ah, oh, we're open. Ah, oh, we're closed. Uh, you can't even figure out what phase you're in, let alone, you know, how many newscasts you want to see of your governor talking about stuff. It's like, what are we doing today? Don't really know. I'll just wait for somebody to tell me. What can I do? What, you know, what does my future hold? Just have somebody tell me. I just, I just want to move on with my life, right? And I know you guys are about the same too. Um, so I think there are some changes that will come up um, in residential housing, but it's going to be more subtle. It's going to be more subtle. You're going to hear of more of this stuff, um, kind of the big, the big swings, commercial real estate, you're going to have some, that's going to probably be impacted way more because people literally left all their office buildings, and now they're going to start going back. So we've got that resurgence of people back to the office, you know, the big high rises, the downtowns that have basically been shut down for like a year, right? Since March 15th, that's when it kind of happened here in, in Washington State, and particularly Seattle, other areas, you know, they're kind of like, oh, we're out in the dingles. We're not really doing any of that shutdown stuff. And if you don't have a huge population and people are for the most part just kind of sticking to themselves, you can get away with that. In a big city, not so much. You do, if you run around and co-mingle, you're going to spread the Rona because it's, you know, it's a numbers game. It's a bunch of people. And you might think, ah, no, that's not true, Sean. Well, it's kind of the kind of way I see it. Um so moving forward, yeah, I've talked about kind of what my predictions are. And um, are there any other major, major shifts? I don't think so. I think what you've got going on right now, you're going to see throughout 2021, because we're already in April. So you've got April, May, June, and then, you know, we're into the summer market here in Seattle. And then it, summer goes so quick from summer to fall to winter here in Seattle. It's like four or five days. Legit. We have these long Indian summers 
the transition into a moderately quick fall. And then it's winter for like nine months again. We won't see that big orange ball in the sky for, you know, a long time. And we'll all, you know, get the, um, what's that deficit where you don't get enough uh, sad seasonal something affecting disorder get that everybody in seattle gets that and then when the sun big ball in the sky it emerges in oh i don't know you know july we're happy again it just all happens so i think you will see some trends kind of go um move around here um in residential real estate market and a bunch of you asked me hey what do you think as far as this goes on um yeah i we've talked about it condos they'll come back office space that'll come back um, but the office space, that, that's a little bit more of a, how's that one going to go? We're just going to have to wait and see on that. A lot of that is going to be how many people, big companies are going to bring into a specific area. And Seattle, I'm, I'm reading a story about a big office. Um, what, what is it? I can't remember. Amazon has a new building going up. It's going to hold 7,000 people. How many, if you live in a small town, how many people you got in your town? We got one building in Bellevue here that's going to have 7,000 people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So you're going to have situations like that that are not related to the Rona, but that are going to emerge as a business cycle. And we'll just have to kind of kind of see how that goes. So business the business cycle, that's going to explode as businesses go back to the office. We're past that hole. This is the greatest thing ever working from home. Now they're going to go back to the office. I've been here the whole time podcasting for you guys because I don't really like sitting at home. It, it, to me, it just kind of messes with my head. And, you know, if I'm working on a project or something, that's fine. But, um, like editing a video or something ridiculous like that. Um, but other than that, sitting at home, it just kind of messes with my head. I'm like, what's going on out there? So then I, you know, I come into this, my podcast room and do my thing. And that's my contribution to society. Some would say that is my detrimental contribution to society. But and it's not really a contribution. It's just kind of what I do. So um, I think you're going to have more and more people who are like, oh, yeah, let's get out of the office. Let's get out of our home office. Let's not focus on all this other crazy stuff. And you're going to see some emerging trends out of that for sure. But what is um, what I can guarantee you is that as these trends emerge, as this stuff comes alive, maybe my predictions will be wrong. That's eh, not the first time. It's certainly not the last time. I make I say stuff all the time, and people are like, "Yeah, you were wrong." <laughs> I sure was. That uh, that one, yeah, I blew that one. And here's why: because of this, this, and this. Because if you can't laugh at yourself for making just a ridiculous statement on a podcast broadcast to thousands of people. What are you doing? I don't know. So that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. Um, but what is for certain is I will bring you these storylines because that's what we're doing here in Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Best thing you can do to help me out if you want to help me out. If you don't want to help me out, that's fine too. You do you. Best thing you can do to help me out is to share my content with others because there's um, there's a lot going on in uh, social media and particularly major media where guys like me are kind of shunned to the side because nobody wants to hear what we have to say. That doesn't fit the company line. Let's put him over there because he's not saying what everybody else is. That's the best thing you can do. Share my content, friends and family, if you think they are so minded. If not, hey, I appreciate you being here to this point in this podcast. All right. That's it for me. 
stay safe out there until the next one. I'm going to record another one. You guys have been sending some great stuff. I'm going to read some of those. Let's go. Talk to you then. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.